0: What got me interested in oceanography and coastal oceanography is a story about physics in the 1970s. Uh, I was a physics major in college and graduated about 1970. And I knew I wanted to go to grad school and I knew I wanted to be a scientist. But physics in those days meant looking at 10,000 cloud chamber photographs and trying to find a new, a new, identify a new elementary particle. And that, you know, at Columbia or Stanford or someplace like that. And that just did not appeal to me. When, when I first visited the California coast, was the winter after uh, my summer fellowship at Woods Hole. And the contrast, especially in the winter, right, so it was in December around Christmas time, The contrast between the coast of California at La Jolla and the coast of New York just couldn't have been bigger. The geography is so much more appealing. Of course, the weather, which goes without saying, uh, the fact that you could do field work uh, year round was one of Doug Inman's, who turned into my mentor after I got admitted to Scripps. was one of his main reasons for uh, starting the coastal group at Scripps because you literally could do field work year round. And so that, that whole thing was very appealing. So I ended up at Scripps. Yeah, after I graduated from Scripps, I worked uh, there as an assistant research oceanographer and an academic administrator. Uh, I helped uh, Doug Inman and the other faculty set up the Center for Coastal Studies when we became an organized research unit. Uh, So, I stayed there for six years uh, in that capacity, but the handwriting was on the wall. Soft science, soft money uh, research positions are uh, not ideal, let's put it that way. Uh, And the handwriting was on the wall that it was going to be difficult in the long run to sustain a research career on soft money. And so, when uh, Dick Seymour retired from the state, from boating and waterways, the opportunity came up to take the full-time position with the state and at the same time remain at Scripps. The uh, interest in tides and sea level that I've had for over 30 years uh, was motivated by the winter of 1982-83. You might recall that uh, that very severe El Nino winter um, really made, uh, first of all, El Nino a household word uh, coastal erosion and big storm waves, uh, a very popular concept. In other words, everybody knew that coastal processes were at work uh, during that winter. Uh, it turned out that uh, there were some, there was some really misleading and misinformed media stories uh, about, the, uh, about the tidal regime. And there was some implication that maybe there were some tide constituents missing in the West Coast tide predictions. Uh, one of Walter Monk's uh, co-workers, Bernie Zettler, was running around trying to quell that. And uh, I happened to have some money from some state funds, right, to support some studies, and so we made some long-range tide predictions the first time anything like that had ever been published and showed what the long-term tide cycles were, and so that's how I got interested in that.